0: matter <laughs> all right you start off
1: what's going on guys this is um easy interview
0: prep uh, i'm tony i'm here with the founder kwang right here hey guys we're so excited this is going to be our first podcast so uh why don't we start off with telling you guys a little bit about who we are uh what we do and you know just our overall story so um you know why don't you start taking it away tony
1: yeah so um you know easy interview prep it was kind of like a I knew about it, right? And I saw about it on social media. Uh, and I see Kwong, like, every single day at the gym. And, yeah. like, he just basically came to me and was like, yo, like, you know, I did have some background. I used to do, you know, TikTok. And I did grow a decent audience from that. Um, and, you know, Kwong came to me and was like, yo, like, you know, let's 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 collaborate and let's, you know, build this brand together. And then, you know, here we are. You know, I've helped Kwong make a few TikToks that... Two TikToks. We basically call it shorts because... We don't just upload it on TikTok. We upload it on like YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been loving it so far, and you know, the sky's the
0: limit for us. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, as as you said, I'm Kwong, and we go to the gym all the time together. And I started Easy Interview Prep to help students land jobs, but a big part of that is actually marketing and you know, talking about like giving tips and tricks on social media. And I'm not the best at social media, but that's why, you know, I go to the gym with Tony. I know that he has this huge TikTok. I think it's like over 100,000 followers. Not huge, but I used to. know I used yeah. to,
1: but I don't really do it anymore because, um, I don't know, I kind of grew out of it. But um, yeah. I kind of I kind of know some skills and some tips and I kind of like pass it on to Kwon. Kwon's like, yo, why don't you just make them for me and we can like collaborate? And I was like, sounds good. And then we just ended up doing that. And I do have some um, experience with like just interviewing and tech in general. I do work in IT so you know I better know some things about, about, about technology. Uh, but yeah, like like Quang said, um easy interview prep is all about just helping people land their perfect job. Um a lot of people they when they think about tech jobs, they think about college degree and, you know, you're sitting on your computer and you need to know use a computer and stuff. But it's really not about that. It's really just about how well you do in your interview and how well you prep. And here we are. The interview prep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that's actually so facts because um Tony does not currently have a college degree and mm. he is the head of IT at this small, very small company. He's the only IT like employee there. So mm. literally without him, their company would fall apart. <laughs> and he does not have a degree, so guys, you do not need a degree. You just have to, you know, really show your passion do well in the interview, do a lot of research. It is a lot of hard work. It's not, you know, like something free. Just show up and you get a job. But if, you know, a common misconception is having that degree. That is not true at all. Mm-hmm. What, you want to tell your story about, like, you know, your job and how you got there and everything? Yeah, so
1: I don't have a degree in IT, but I will say I do have a lot of experience working in IT and, and just computers in general. Um, I, like any other IT guy, I am a big gamer um, so when you're a big gamer, you know, you start off with the PS3, whatever. And then I saw a computer and I was like, you know what, let me build a computer. <laughs> um, so I built a computer and then, um, I just started messing around in my computer and, you know, I would just play around with it. And then that's where I got most of my experience from. Um, but basically I went to school at George Mason university, uh, and I majored in IT. I only have like one semester left, but I actually landed a job at Caresoft before I graduated as a um, IT operations specialist. I know that sounds fancy, but I was basically just help desk. Um, <laughs> it was a good starting job, to say the least. It yes. was a good starting job. Um, you know, I worked my ass off when I was at Carisoft, um and I learned as much as I could in that four or five months that I was there. Um, and then after that, I actually, um, you know, I was searching for jobs because I, I, I knew my worth. Um, I know I wasn't worth the X amount that Carisoft paid me. Um, so I started looking for more jobs and I landed upon this um, systems administrator job at Lovelytics, which is a small data analytics firm, consulting firm in um, Arlington, Virginia. Um, and now I basically lead IT there. I do everything IT wise uh, And, you know, I still do plan on going back to college to finish my degree, but you do not need a college degree to be successful in the tech industry is basically what I'm trying to say with, with this whole thing.
0: Exactly. The work experience, your projects, your understanding goes a lot farther than, you know, a piece of paper, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying a degree is worthless by any means. I am, you know, about to get my degree, too, in cybersecurity. And I believe that was a huge part in, you know, landing my job offer. Um, I landed a great offer. Uh, I worked at Deloitte previously as an intern, but I ended up rejecting their return offer for... A tech company called Appian. They're they're based in uh, McLean, Virginia. A super super fantastic company. I got the degree definitely was a huge factor into getting the job. But I believe if I had the same qualifications or at least the same understanding of cybersecurity, I would have gotten the job regardless of a degree. Mm-hmm. And you know, as you can see, Tony is getting his degree. He's going back to school to finish his last semester, but even without the degree, he already had a job offer. Mm -hmm. And it's not trying to say exactly how much, but it was more than the average, average American makes. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a good amount, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, you know, I say, I don't have a degree this and that, but you know, a college degree can be a good thing. Like some people, you know, they don't have enough money to go to college. Okay. Don't go. And then, but if you don't go to college, then that means that you're going to have to get your certifications and getting your certifications that requires a lot of um, self-discipline because if you don't have self-discipline you know I'd rather be playing call of duty than studying for my a plus or security plus exam you know yeah um a, a college degree definitely will help you grow and it'll definitely help you get into more, your foot in the door into more jobs um but like I said it's not necessary but I'm also not shitting on a college degree it's very useful um if I could go back and I could just finish my college all in that four years I would have done it but you know People fuck up, and I was one of them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think uh, if you don't get a college degree, there's many other options, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just jumping straight into a a job, like mm-hmm. a help desk role, even though that might not be the most glamorous. It mm-hmm. is work experience. It, a lot of work experience, and you learn a
1: lot. Um, it's it's it, you, you touch on so many things. You don't go into in-depth with a lot of things, but you touch a lot of aspects. And you work with marketing. You work with the CEO. You work with... The CTO, you work with, like, you know, the CFO, you work with everybody and you kind of touch everything and that's the important part. Um, but what I think is the most important in in any, any career really is if you're easy to work with. If you're easy mm-hmm. to work with, yeah. I think that will land you a lot of jobs in general because when people think about a software engineer, like a CS major, they think about someone that can't talk to people, you know, they're just in their basement, just coding, sitting down. Yeah, that, that's fine, but someone would rather have a person that is easy to talk to, you know, they can, they, you know, they have more, um, they have more characteristic, you know, you can actually have a conversation with them rather than someone that just, you know, just waves that you say hi and just walks away. Um, you know, I was kind of in that, in that bubble a little bit, but then once I started working at Carisoft, I realized that like, if you're easy to work with, that means that people are going to come to you and, and, you know, that's sky's the limits for, for that, you know, so. Yeah,
0: so, uh, you know, one thing that's completely true, or at least a general stereotype is like, the CS people and all the technical people don't have <coughs> the greatest social skills. And I know for a fact that was me. Um, there's behavioral interviews and technical interviews. If you're not familiar, uh, a behavioral interview basically is asking you questions about how you would behave in different situations. So that would be like, is this a person we would want to work with, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what they're looking for. A technical interview is looking for the deep understanding of what the job actually requires.
1: The nitty gritty, pretty much. Of exactly. The job. Yeah.
0: And I know I uh, back before before I put a, a huge emphasis on actually being able to communicate, you know, good strong social skills, having other people like me in a sense, like being easy to work with. Yeah. I could pass any technical interview. Or at least for the most part, I could, you know, I do pretty well on that. But my behavioral interview was what I was lacking on. So I had to dedicate a lot of time getting better at that, you know, getting better at how to properly communicate, making people actually understand me, being more empathetic. All of these things are overlooked when it comes to interviewing. Most people think it's just like, okay, can I code this? Can I invert this binary tree in the best optimal time? And that might be like a requirement for the job, but like... That might be important, but like... You know, if you can do all that, but then you can't hold
1: a conversation for longer than five seconds, then you might not get the job, really. Like, it's... Yeah, are, yeah. You, you, you probably might still get the job, but it's still just as important um, to have a, a good understanding of just social, social skills in general.
0: Yeah, and that goes beyond just uh, the interviews, but also for networking, because mm. networking is the most important thing in life honestly at least maybe not in life but career wise your network is that's is all it is you know it's not about what you know about it's about About who who you you know know, right Mm -hmm. and if you're able to have a strong network and this don't think about it just like okay like i'm making i'm talking to this person because i can add them to my network they can do something for me that's not the right way to approach it at all. Yeah. You should think about your network as a support group, you know, a group of friends that have your back. Mm-hmm. So if you mm-hmm. get laid off, you have someone that can refer you mm-hmm. or someone that can connect you to another person. That's what networking is all about, is creating real genuine connections with other people. Mm-hmm. And at least that's something I strive to do every single day is to make real genuine connections, not just for the sake of you know selfish reasons like this person can get me a job offer, Mm-hmm. No, that's not what networking is about. It's about making as many friends as you can, essentially. Mm-hmm, pretty much, like professional friends. Um, you know, whether if it's
1: going to the club, going to the gym, or going to work. Like all, you can make connections
0: literally anywhere. Literally. Yeah, um, like h- how we got connected. Pretty you know, much, yeah, yeah. It's just we knew each other through mutual friends, basically. But we were playing Fortnite together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> we played some video games together. Yeah, we go to the yeah, gym yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. All of that combined, you know, just created like this connection. Mm-hmm. But we never thought of it like, oh, this is someone I can leverage, to gain like something exactly. beneficial. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like if you t- if you asked me in 2018 when we were playing Fortnite that we were gonna that we were gonna be working together in my basement for interv- easy interview prep, yeah, I would have been like, what? I yeah, been like, like, <laughs> I been like what? 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 I, 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 are you trying to play some Arenas right now? Like, like what's <laughs> I would not have thought about that, you know, like three years ago. Um, But yeah, but here we are like starting this Um, But let's let's get down to the people that actually that you've helped at easy interview prep Yeah, Um, so Ben and LaShawn um, you helped them like not too long ago. Uh, You helped them like land offers and stuff So tell me a little bit more about
0: that. Okay. Yeah, sure So Ben was actually our first ever client at easy interview prep Um, Mm -hmm. You know, we interned together over the summer at Deloitte and we both got our return offers They were pretty handsome. Um, It was $88,000 base salary with a $5,000 signing bonus. Pretty generous offers. It was in cybersecurity what we were looking to do. But I told him, uh, you know, at the time when I got my offer, I actually had another offer and it was closer to $150,000, which is significantly more. Almost double. Almost Almost double double, the Mm $88,000. So Ben and I were talking one day, you know, we were at work virtually. But we, we sat in a call together and I was like, man, to be honest, like, you should look at other companies. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even though I love Deloitte, I had an absolutely fantastic summer, there are other companies that are willing to pay a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I knew for one, uh, Capital One, this is where the, he got the offer, Capital One. I knew they were hiring for something called the CSDP program, which is Cybersecurity Development Program. It was actually something I was looking into um, before I got my offer, though. My offer, you know, I was my first choice, so I took that offer like almost immediately. But I told him about CSDP, and he, you know, we sat together for five interview sessions. We did mock interviews, both behavioral interview, both behavioral interviews, technical interviews, and case study interviews, because mm-hmm. Capital One had a very rigorous interview process he ended up you know after five sessions together five one-hour sessions together he ended up absolutely crushing every single one of his capital one interviews Mm -hmm. and his offer was amazing it was hundred and twenty seven thousand dollars base salary with a twelve thousand dollar signing bonus so all in all one hundred and thirty nine thousand dollars and he hasn't graduated college yet. Yeah. That's, so that's, that's the
1: crazy part, guys. Yes, yeah, the crazy
0: part. These numbers are not like unheard of <coughs> in tech. I know of people who are making, honestly, like this is going to sound crazy, but I know of people making two hundred and fifty thousand, and they are coming straight out of college. Mm-hmm. I know of people who never went to college and are making, well, they're more experienced now. They have like eight years of experience, but they're making three hundred sixty thousand dollars. So it it does boil down to a lot of other factors more than just college. But sitting, you know, it only took five hours of me and him talking together, easy interview prep, telling him exactly what to say, uh, giving him constant feedback from mock interviews. All of that literally got him $139,000. I'm so excited for Ben. He is going to be starting next, um, I believe it's May Mm -hmm. or maybe August Mm -hmm. actually. Mm we're gonna be working like literally uh, four minutes away from each other in our offices. Mm-hmm. So we're definitely gonna get lunch together, me and Ben. I'm super excited for that because like, he he said, you know, like, Kwong, without you and like easy interview prep, I never would've even thought of applying to this job. He had, you know, what a lot of people had is maybe like some sort of imposter syndrome where you think you're not good enough to do certain things. After working, you know, together, I think he realized like how much he's actually worth. He is worth so much more than he initially thought. And I think that's the case for a lot of people. A lot of people tend to believe that they aren't worth as much as their peers. They see all these other people getting these super crazy numbers and they're like, I can never get that in a million years. I'm not smart enough. I don't work hard enough. That's just simply not true. It's, it's, the first thing you have to do to get a higher paying job is to actually believe in yourself and then invest in yourself. And that goes, you know, that goes either from reading books or just making yourself a better, like studying more and making yourself better in that regard. All you have to do is just get started. And yeah, yeah, that's the story of Ben. You know, I'm so glad like we met over the summer. We went to George Mason together for like several years. I never met him once until I met him at Deloitte. It was like a small world. Um... And also LaShawn, Mm -hmm. so LaShawn's another story. She is, I believe she was our third client uh, at Easy Interview Prep. She's 37 year old, she's a 37 year old uh, woman and she, she landed a, like she's worked as a server for the past 18 years. So 18 years only worked as a server and if you've ever worked in the server, like a restaurant industry, which I have, the pay is not good the pay
1: is okay the pay is okay
0: the pay the pay is okay but you work your ass off you yeah you work your
1: ass off and you're gonna be there on fridays and saturdays and you're gonna be there till 1 2 a.m closing and then you gotta clock back in at 9 a.m and i know this because you know i used to be a server as well right um so it's money's there but you just gotta you you gotta work your ass off
0: yeah you worked at the mexican restaurant yeah yeah i I remember that we actually i saw i saw you there at uh At the Mexican restaurant once. It was actually very good. So yeah, the money is not like awful, but it's not as good as tech. Mm -hmm. And that also goes with the amount of work you actually have to do. Mm -hmm. I got to give it to everybody in the restaurant industry because they work harder than most of the tech people I know. And maybe even all. all. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But they get paid like a quarter of what tech people will get paid. So it's not all about just how hard you work, but it's about you know, what you're actually doing, the value you provide. That's why companies are paying these cybersecurity people so much. Also, uh, I want to add yeah. this. like, For a server,
1: it's not, you're not guaranteed X amount. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say you go into work one day and it's raining outside, and your, your place is only a patio. You're not making money that day because if it's raining, no one's gonna sit in the patio. Um, you know, as for a tech, as for like a tech job or just like a nine to five job in general, you know, you're guaranteed that money yeah. unless you, you mess up, you get fired or you get laid off, um, which lays off layoffs. We're going to go into that next, but yeah. keep going on with, uh, with LaShawn.
0: Yeah. So that that's, you know, completely true. The base salary is there. So you're getting a very steady income every two weeks, bi-monthly, whatever it is that your company decides. But so LaShawn was working as a server for almost 20 years, it was 18 years, um, and then she decided to go back to college, she got her associate's degree, and then now she's currently- from Nova or- Yeah, from uh, Northern Northern Virginia Virginia. Community College. She got her associate's degree in cybersecurity, and then transferred over to George Mason University, which is actually how I know her, because Mm. my friend, uh, who also goes to Mason, met her through there, and she's currently in the process of getting her bachelor's uh, degree, and- you know, that transition, right, she went from being a server to getting her degree, which was not 100% necessary, but definitely helps. Having a oh, degree definitely helps d- for sure, yeah. does help. Mm-hmm. She, you know, uh, reached out to me because a friend referred me, who I also worked with previously. Uh, LaShawn and I got together for six sessions, actually. That was all everything from applications to behavioral interviews to technical, and even a job, like, salary negotiation after she got multiple offers. So LaShawn ended up accepting a job offer from a company called Coalfire. And if you're not familiar, it's a cybersecurity company, a lot of cloud work, just overall a great, fantastic company. And she got $95,000 from that company. It was $85,000 base, um, $5,000 signing bonus, and $5,000 annual, like, target bonus, Mm -hmm. which, you know, if you're not familiar, target bonus is basically what you get if you hit all of your work metrics. Yeah, all your milestones. It's almost a guarantee if you're a hard worker. If you don't do
1: anything, like, it basically saying, (laughs) like... Make sure you do your work. Like, as long as you do your work, you, you pretty much get that. Yeah, bonus. if you
0: do the bare minimum, you'll get the you'll annual get it, bonus. Yeah. So she's getting $95,000. And I know she's a hard worker. She can go beyond her target bonus. It's for possible sure. to get for even sure. more than the $5,000. Mm-hmm. So she could be clearing $100,000. Can't say that for sure because it's not in her base salary. But it's a high possibility. Right. And mm-hmm. she went from making, you know, around twenty dollars to $30,000 a year to now making $95,000 a year. Mm-hmm. She's told me multiple times, you know, Kwong, thank you so much. You literally changed my life. And that is like, that's why I started Easy Interview Prep. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change people's lives. I want to help people get jobs that haven't been able to have the same opportunities that they, you know, could have. Mm-hmm. And after that, she not she actually had choices, right? She got Coal Fire, uh, Booz Allen, Hamilton, if you're not familiar. She had multiple job offers. We actually sat down for One of our coaching sessions broke down all of the benefits, broke down all of the salaries, all of the, you know, the actual work she'd be doing. And she ended up going with Coal Fire. I think Coal Fire is an amazing company, by the way. I've never worked there, but I know some people who have. And based off of what LaShawn has told me with the interview process, she absolutely loves Coal Fire. I'm so excited for her. She's starting next year, too. Oh, really? Yeah. So, you know, she hasn't even graduated yet and she has this job offer Mm -hmm. lined up the next few months she's just you know she's just chilling like she are it's like senioritis right yeah pretty much so i'm i'm chilling with a big smile right now yeah she's chilling with a big smile um i i she's absolutely fantastic to work with LaShawn, if you're watching this uh you're you're the best person you know you're you're one of the best people i've ever worked with i'm so glad we met and you know that's that's a couple of our clients we have had a couple Mm -hmm. more um I think we just hit double-digit clients recently. Uh, we haven't published all of their stories just because some of them we're still working with. Some of them haven't, you know, they just started working with. Like, we just wrote their resume, so we they haven't landed a job offer yet. It's also November 28th right now at the time of this recording. So Thanksgiving just passed. Not a lot of people are interviewing and hiring for jobs. They're still in a coma right now. Yeah, they're still in the food coma, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But once, uh, you know, we Easy Interview Prep has no plans of stopping. We are going to help everybody land a job. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our main goal is to help people land jobs in tech. But I actually recently helped somebody uh, with a government policy job, like international affairs. So he's really into politics and reached out to me. And at first I was hesitant to work with him just because my expertise is in tech. Mm -hmm. But after talking to him a few sessions, I realized that... The majority of interviews are all the same. You know, yeah. the majority of yeah. job search yeah. concepts are all the same across every industry. The technical interviews are different. You know, mm-hmm. you're not going to be coding for a government position, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. A, a government policy position. But you will be coding for a front end developer. But the behavioral is the same. The job search is the same. The connections are the same. Yeah. All of that is directly applicable to him. And you know we've had three sessions oh sorry two sessions so far we have another one booked he's gonna get a job very very soon his story's gonna be out there mm-hmm. I can't wait you know easy interview prep is no plans of stopping we're going to help everybody get a job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah uh,
1: a lot of people you know I think the tech industry right now is a perfect place to to get started in um, although there has been a lot of companies that are doing a lot of layoffs for example um, Amazon has planning to lay off like 10,000 people or something, right? Yeah, they are, they already have, actually. They already have? Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, if anyone's watching this that's, you know, is looking for a new job, you know, that just got laid off from Amazon, you know, we're here to help. Um, EasyInterviewPrep.com. Uh, but anyways, Facebook also has has um, laid off a lot of people, yeah. especially with their earnings that they reported not too long ago. And yeah. you know, the stock is down,
0: like, I don't even know how much, you know. I, I own Meta stock too, and um, I can tell you it's it hurts. Red. It's <laughs> very red. But, you know, what really hurts is I have a friend who started at Meta uh, not too long ago, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and his, I don't want to expose like exact numbers, but he's He's pulling in around. He was supposed to pull in around forty, fifty thousand dollars in stocks a year, mm-hmm. and Ooh. but that is based off of the current price of the time that they are granted. So, so oh. it's been going down, and it is. I'll tell you now. It's not forty to fifty thousand dollars in stocks a year. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. lower.
1: Yeah,
0: and you know all of these layoffs, all of these. It's, it's not the best time in the tech industry for the job market right now in terms right. of job searchers, but
1: you want to think about it for in the future because right. you know, as, as long as you land that one job in tech, um, it, it just snowballs from there on it, it snowballs and you know, you really don't know your limit and you don't know how much yourself is worth unless you start applying and you really do, you know, get that interview and you're really going to see, see, um, results once you, once you really like apply um, but yeah, like, so all these layoffs are happening right now. Uh, I know Twitter just fired like yeah, Twitter. 90%. <laughs> I mean, Twitter's a little, a little Twitter's different, a little different, right? little different, but what's your stance on, you know, Elon basically walking in there, taking over. And I, I will say, you know, Elon walked in there, right? He bought it for 40, whatever billion dollars. Uh, however, you know, he's, he has a bunch of, he's drowning in money. Right. Um, and you know, so when they when they said they were firing or laying off half the people, right, my first thought was that's messed up. Like, you know, these people got jobs there, right? But then but then I realized I was like, okay, so he fired half those people and then, you know, footage came out, you know, like, a lot of people they do like a day in the life of working at Twitter. They weren't doing anything. Oh no, really? They weren't doing they were doing yoga. They were they were <laughs> they were drinking wine and just sunbathing and like Sounds and then, like my kind of life. <laughs> sounds like my kind of life too. But But to put into into perspective, right, you know, Twitter, they were losing however much a day. And then, you know, now it's only like a team of, I want to say less than 100 people right now at Twitter. Uh, I I don't know the exact number, but I know it's very little. and It's not the amount that was two months ago. Uh, And Twitter works just as fine. So what exact, so like, I think that he might have done the right thing because, you know, since Twitter was losing so much money and, you know, they were heading into bankruptcy, you know, maybe that was the right, the right thing to do, Um, like, what do you think, do you think it was, do you think it's kind of messed up, because, honestly, like, he might have ruined a few, few of the people's lives, you know, they, that Mm -hmm. must have been, like, their only income, and, you know, they, they, they have a family and stuff, they have a family to feed, and then, boom, there goes their job, because, you know, Elon came in and basically just, just did the snap, the Thanos snap, pretty much, so what's your stance on that?
0: Yeah, that's, you know, everything you said is, you know, there is a very few amount of employees now at Twitter mm-hmm. compared to before. I don't know. We don't, we don't know the exact numbers, but it's for sure lower than what it was two months ago. Very, yeah, it's very, very low. Mm-hmm. Um, so honestly, it's, it's hard to have an opinion or I do have an opinion, but it's hard to say exactly uh, what I think is going to happen in the future in terms of like what he did. So I do think that. Twitter expanded its workforce too fast. Uh, I think the former CEO even said that himself. He apologized for over hiring for Twitter. Uh, I think yes, they might have outgrown. They might have um, over hired compared to how fast they were growing in terms of revenue and projects and everything. So they do need to, you know, from a business perspective, they have to cut costs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, cutting costs usually means layoffs and people losing their jobs i my heart goes out to everybody who lost their jobs actually Me too. yeah it's, it's 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 truly
1: sad you know i my parents have gone through layoffs it's it's not easy it really is not easy yes yeah, um but you know sometimes in a business sense it just has to happen you know
0: especially yeah at a time like this you know layoffs are even harder to deal with it is especially yeah if mm-hmm. you go from twitter to not having a job right majority of the time a lot of tech companies are hiring amazon meta you know, a lot of alternatives to Twitter at what the top tech companies, because they, Twitter, for example, pays like $200,000 for a new grad, almost. Uh, so you, to keep, to maintain that same lifestyle, you need to find a job mm-hmm. with similar pay. Right now, all the jobs paying that amount, or at least are like 90% hiring. of the companies- They're laying off. <laughs> are not hiring, they're yeah. laying off. So it's very, very hard to find, you know, the equivalent job. But if you're looking to jump into the- tech industry, if you never had a job before, it might be a little hard to get your first job at Meta, Amazon, or Google, you know, if you've never had any experience in the tech world, even during normal market conditions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So right now, you know, all the people uh, who are trying to transition into tech, if you've never had any experience before, I would say go for a company that might not be a tech company. This could be a consulting company such as Deloitte, which is, you know, where I started out. It could be a smaller startup that's not like a unicorn startup because those have very insane hiring bars, but you can still join, uh, basically any company, right. And kind of get that work experience to eventually, if you're interested in it, transitioning into the tech company Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and for all the, you know, all the people that got laid off at Twitter, Elon Musk like I don't I can't say whether he did the right or wrong thing cuz I don't know that much about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I I definitely need to do more research into that. Uh but I do think like you know layoffs are since this is kind of a different layoff than just a company cutting costs, it was kind of like a takeover, a new management. <laughs> Literally. And uh one thing I I from a business perspective, I respect uh cuz he's a business owner, he is a businessman he wants to make money the business magnet the business magnet (laughs) but one thing i you know as an employee i don't like is his work life balance his work culture his his instant work life balance you know like i i would
1: understand if he just kind of you know like transition it slowly like okay hey guys like i would recommend you come in but instead he just said monday everyone comes in like that's a little right right, that's a little blunt and it's kind of forced pretty much um You know, I personally, if I was working at Twitter and I was remote and, you know, if I'm getting just as much work done remotely, why do I have to go in, you know, and why am I being forced to go in, especially with a new CEO? Like that, that, that just, I would be like, what the hell? I'd be like, screw this. Like, like, why is this guy being such an asshole to me? You know, like, like I definitely understand that part. But then again, you know, in the business side, you know, the layoff was you know was necessary in his sense so
0: yeah so you know the, yeah the thing is like you know Tesla SpaceX uh, companies owned by Elon have notoriously bad work-life balance mm-hmm. their work culture is very very intensive you're working pretty much non-stop and I their, their compensations are pretty good at like those companies but I know companies that will pay a lot more and not work you as hard right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very mission-driven. When people join yeah. Tesla or SpaceX, they're doing it knowing that the work-life balance is good, not going to be the best, knowing that their compensation could be better somewhere else. But they really believe in the mission, right? Mm-hmm. Whether that be SpaceX uh, with space exploration or Tesla with their self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. And the mm-hmm. thing with Twitter is the reason they lost so many employees, a lot of them quit beyond just the layoffs, is... Because of the work life balance, they the they signed up balance.
1: because they wanted to have a good work life balance. And
0: he also really changed the whole like you know if you see how Twitter is changing, the whole mission is kind of changing in a sense. Yeah, they it's, it's not the same company he as wants it to was. Be,
1: he wants to be the next. He Elon wants Twitter to be the next YouTube. You know, he's planning oh, really? on he yeah he's planning on he's planning on you know just creating a whole not a whole nother platform, but basically, um, you know. He wants creators to go on Twitter and upload videos. Um, and then he's and his way of bringing pe- more people in is he was going to have like a... Or he's going to have like a, like a higher um, monetization rate or something like that. I'm not too sure about the numbers, but that's kind of like what he's um, going into. Uh, but yeah, uh, keep going.
0: Yeah, so from a business perspective, I haven't done that much research, but from what I can tell... Average users, monthly average users are higher. Mm-hmm. Or daily average users are higher. Um, I believe more revenue is probably coming in just because of their more new users. Blue yeah, blue more users, mark. more 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 people. Yeah, are, in general. I mean, more, However, more users more money, yeah. uh, you know they they cut costs very heavily too. So I believe in terms of just business perspective, their balance sheet is looking better than it was before. For sure. However, I do not agree with their work life balance and work culture. I think I... it's very cutthroat from what I can tell. Yeah. He said, you know, like, if you're not coming if you're not in on Monday, like, we're gonna assume you resigned. Something like that. I, I don't know exactly. Uh, this could be completely wrong. Please fact check me. <laughs> Let me know if this was like I'm just, you know, saying random stuff. Yeah. But I remember seeing something along those lines and it's very it's not it's not a very uh it's not a very enjoyable work life balance, mm-hmm. right? And I think companies should not just be all about like having fun and work life. It's it's a company, it's a business. They have to make money. Mm-hmm. But there should there be... There has to be a balance. There Work has to be a balance. balance. Yeah, because... There definitely has to be. You know,
1: with, with Tesla, right, I think when people apply to Tesla, they apply knowing that the work-life balance isn't going to be as good as going to Twitter or going to Google or whatever. Google has one of the best work-life balances, right? Yes, And I'm pretty right. sure Twitter was probably up there, too, with, like, a good work-life balance. Um, you know, and like I said before, you know, going into Tesla, when they sign that offer, they know that... They signed this offer knowing that they were going to work and that this company is going to be mission driven. Um, And when Elon came into Twitter to take over, you know, he kind of just said, screw that work life stuff. You know, we're going to, we're going to be working. And, you know, I'm really, I really look forward to see like how Twitter is going to develop with this new, you know, method and this, you know, really mission driven um, work, work life. Um, you know, I, I hope Twitter does well. Twitter's my favorite social media. Um, oh, really? And, and yeah, I, I only use Twitter pretty much. I don't even use Instagram or TikTok that much. Um, I, I pretty much only use Twitter. Um, I, I love Twitter, and I want to see it grow. Um, and, you know, I hope Elon does the right thing, honestly, with, with Twitter. Especially with... Um, because if you really think about videos on YouTube, YouTube almost has a monopoly when it comes to videos. Mm-hmm. It, it, like... Where else would you? I mean, I,
0: I guess you could say TikTok in terms of long form videos. And, that's yeah, all in terms you do.
1: of like, well, Facebook too. I guess you know, like there is like Vimeo and things like that. But like, let's be honest. Like, are, do you guys ever go on Vimeo? I don't. I don't go on Vimeo. <laughs> I, I, I go on YouTube. You know, like if I want to watch some content, I go on YouTube. Um, I know some. I know my parents like to go on, um, Facebook. That's their main, you know, source, but when it comes to just, like, the overall public, like, YouTube is just, like, the go-to, so I really want to see how Twitter will, will kind of, um, you know, put their, put their foot in the door with this whole, like, streaming, um, platforms and stuff, so I really want to see where where that goes.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting, for Mm -hmm. sure, um, I, I definitely need to follow it a little mo- more closely. Mm-hmm. I haven't been too involved with... Like, I know about the layoffs and everything, like, Elon taking over. Mm-hmm. I see, like, you know, what people post online, but I haven't, like, actually done but you anything. don't know if it's true or not. It's just, like, people just... It could be some random yeah. dude just, like,
1: Elon sucks! He just made he's maybe he's fired me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, sometimes
0: it's just, like, Elon is great, he's doing the best thing. Like, I, yeah. you, you don't know what to... You know, I haven't done any research myself. I see both sides of the story, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. both saying Elon is great, Elon sucks... All of that, like, I, I definitely had to do more research. I'll mm-hmm. look into that because it's, it's very interesting. Everything mm-hmm. that's happening, it's a pretty unprecedented move overall, I mm-hmm. believe. Mm-hmm. And, and it yeah, was really
1: quick, it was a very quick move, too. It, it was, was very just, rapid, it was very rapid. It was just like overnight, pretty much. Like, overnight, yeah. which was like, all right, guys, Elon's here, fired the CFO, fired this, fire that, reinstate Trump, reinstate then, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. And then yeah, was, every, everything, everything happened within a,
0: two, three weeks. And yeah,
1: like two, three, like two, three weeks, <laughs> all that happened in two, three, he fought, fi- you know, he, Elon fired someone on, he I saw fired someone that. on Twitter. I he, saw that. Well, I kind of saw both, I kind of see both sides. So Elon was saying that Twitter was slow in some countries. Yeah. And because there was some, some things messed up on, in, 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 Twitter's end, right? When it comes to like the code and stuff. And then one of the software engineers went on Twitter to reply to Elon and said, this is completely wrong. And then Elon said Elon basically said like like prove it, right? And then and then he was like, you know, and he said XYZ this is why it's 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 not slow it's, it's not slower. And then he said, "What have you done to fix it?" right? And then he, there was no response. I don't really know the, the the middle and then at the end he just goes, "You're fired." Yeah. And I was just like, "Holy shit. This dude is like this dude is legit. Like that's what happens when you're the richest person in the world." He just
0: Yeah, he's he's going I mean He's going at a, he's going at a million miles an hour. He he really does what he wants because like if you see like reinstating all of these suspended accounts, he did a lot of it just through Twitter polls, you know. Yeah. Which I guess is a fair way to, to you know
1: to see if people want to do it, but one main problem about Twitter is there are a lot of bots. Bots everywhere. Just right. People just... Bots are spamming. Buy this crypto. Buy this crypto. You know, blah, 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 mm-hmm. So how do we know that those bots aren't participating in those polls? And, you know, those bots would obviously make an unfair... You know, it, it would be really... You know, it, it wouldn't be fair because they're bots are they're not real people. They're, they don't... They can't... They don't think. Like, it's just someone telling them to press yes or no, you know, so... Yeah, there needs to be
0: some kind of, like, reCAPTCHA process or, like, something yeah.
1: to verify as a person because... That's something that's a little... Out of our league, honestly. Yeah, um, or like I,
0: I, know I could like you know, botnets exist, right? Yeah. Like, yeah I'm a cyber, yeah. I'm a big cybersecurity guy, and I know people can basically create thousands of fake votes. Essentially, yeah. I don't know, I don't know if like they could do that on Twitter at the moment because I know Elon hates bots, and that's like one of his big things is taking down all the bots. So maybe at this moment, like all the, at least the majority of voters are real people. This maybe they have theory. some. Yeah, maybe they have some you know a way to basically verify whether or not it's a real authentic user versus a bot <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's 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 a very unprecedented way of doing things right mm-hmm. no other social media has been like you know participate in this poll and we will reinstate this person if mm-hmm. you vote mm-hmm. it's it's all dependent on the company's management it's nothing mm-hmm. to do with the people yeah. so that that is something very very new that i, I haven't seen done mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. I, and i don't know if it's a good or bad thing it's <laughs> i i
1: really don't i I, I, there's so many arguments. You could argue there's a so good thing, and you could argue that's a bad thing. And like, I don't think there could ever be a middle ground <laughs> to the,
0: something like that. Yeah, because there's so many different factors to look exactly. like, into it, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can say one bad thing is if bots are able to part- participate in it, it wouldn't be fair. Someone could literally like uh, create millions of you know fake votes. Mm-hmm. At least if you ever have been on like poll Dot com or dot net. I could easily code something and create bots right now. Like, there are websites that do that. Twitter probably has better security than yeah, that. Yeah, but... is more of,
1: like, an open source, just like... Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, yes, no. Yeah, yes, no. It's,
0: you know, I'm, <laughs> like... I'm very concerned for a lot of things, just because I'm always, like, super hesitant when it comes to anything to do with security breaches, right? Mm-hmm. I'm always worried about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, which brings me to another thing, like... You guys really need to check your passwords, guys, because mm-hmm. as someone that works in IT, your, your guys' passwords suck. You guys need better passwords. Just, if you are afraid of not remembering your password, just get a password manager. Like, on your phone, you can just download an app, get a password manager. Um, I personally use Google password, uh, like, just Google password um, manager. I know um, iCloud, like the keychain, has a really good one, too. Um, yeah, your guys' passwords suck, and don't reuse passwords. Always use a new password for every single website. Um. Yeah, that was kind of random, but I just wanted to throw uh, that. That's a good point. <laughs> you know. Also, you
0: should turn on two factor authentication. Oh yeah, two
1: FA. Yeah, and I don't even use SMS two FA because that there's a way. To, there's ways to spoof sim, that. Sim hacking. Sim hacking or you, you know, should use a, uh, actual, like a authenticator actual authenticator app. I personally like Google Authenticator. It's easy mm-hmm. to use. It's simple. Just scan a QR code. You know, and it gives you a six digit. And you know, having two FA enabled with an authenticator app makes you. I we safely say unhackable, almost, almost unhackable. There, there is a way. Obviously, there are nothing is unhackable. Nothing is unhackable. But if you have two fa on, like the chances of you getting hacked are just exponentially lower. So yes.
0: Also, having a very strong and secure password that is not commonly used. Mm-hmm, Your mm-hmm. password is password. Uh, if your password is password, just click off this video right now. Just go to Easy <laughs> Interview Prep because we need, a, we need to teach you some things. Yeah, you need <laughs> to teach you some things. <laughs> you, you need to get, you know, like, the, uh, this is actually, like, something I talk to in my uh, interview coaching sessions mm-hmm. because passwords and, you know, two-factor authentication, uh, hashing, all of these things are something that will come up in a cybersecurity or IT interview and i love talking about this just because it's so interesting to me Mm -hmm, i know this podcast has gotten a little bit long we're almost at like 40 something minutes so i'll I'll save that for another podcast we'll talk all about passwords you know like we could jump into hashing uh password management stuff like that the future of the
1: future of 2fa you know i know people use 3fa now too like i know i know somebody that use 3fa yeah you Um, gotta be secure in this
0: world um Security breaches are on the rise, which is also why cybersecurity as a job industry is also on the rise. Mm-hmm. Now more than ever, they need. Comp- every company needs cybersecurity professionals because everything is in the cloud now. Everything is in the cloud. Everything and, is online.
1: Yeah, it, it would be easy if everything was in person because they would just. I would just put a tank right in front of the building <laughs> that has everything. But you know, and online it doesn't work like that. You know, uh, we have security engineers now. And like Quan yep. said, that's a that's for a whole nother video. Um I hope you guys enjoyed our first podcast. Um if you guys have any anything that we could work on, please comment down below. Uh, if you like the video please give it a like. Please subscribe as well. Um we are very new and um we want to help everybody out and we just wanna get started in this whole tech industry and we were really excited to, to really share our opinions on the tech industry and you know I hope this really is a one of many podcasts that we do
0: yeah uh so you know like tony said this is our first podcast ever so it's probably not that great to be honest um and i know it's a little like this is my bed right here <laughs> like, i know and this is like a
1: <laughs> we're just table. in a basement yeah i really found a table. this table in in my um uh, laundry room we were like okay like so I mean, before this table it was just me and him just like just staring, like staring at each, at each other. other right? So you're like, we need something that separates us. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: If you're listening mm-hmm. on Spotify or Apple, um, you know, you probably can't, you can't see everything we're talking about. But trust me, our setup is not the best. Mm-hmm. Um, got one mic. And... Yeah, one mic and we're just talking. Yeah. But, it, you know, I, I really liked it. Uh, podcasting is something we're definitely going to keep doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you guys follow us, subscribe to us for more, like... Content in general. If there's anything specific you want us to talk about, let us know. You know, we are going to talk mostly about interviews, uh, the tech industry. And... But it's, it's anything though. It doesn't yeah. have to be the tech industry. Yeah, um... we're generally career focused, but we could talk about anything. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in that, just let us know. Mm-hmm. Also, let us know how we can improve. You know, if there's something wrong really? with like a visual or an audio thing, any of anything like that that we could you know do to make it a little bit better. Let us know, cause we're open to any suggestions and all critiques, literally. Yeah. And
1: if you have any opinions on anything we said or any fact checks, drop them down below. Yeah. You know,
0: are not gonna hurt our feelings. Um. Yeah, definitely, fact check, yeah, definitely <laughs> fact check us. Yeah, <laughs> definitely fact check us. Yeah. This, this is uh, this is off the dome. We're not like we're not Googling. We don't have a laptop in front of us. We don't us. have like a like a Jamie
1: like Joe Rogan like we. <laughs> yeah, we don't have the statistics yeah, uh, pulled up. St- yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah, definitely fact check us. But um, you know, until next time, uh, I'm Tony. I'm Kwong. Yeah, um hope you enjoyed. I'll see you guys later. Alright, thank you guys. That was a solid